Welcome to Financial Flight Academy with John Schutz and Brent Connolly from Soar Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we inspire families and business owners to build a foundation for their financial future. We do this by listening and building trust with our clients. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to protect your nest and live out your dreams as John and Brent draw from years of experience and guest experts to help you take that leap of faith. Welcome to Financial Flight Academy. I'm Brent Connolly. And I'm John Schutz. We're the founding partners of Sorwell Strategy. And today, a guest who's been helping families during critical times in their lives for over 30 years. I, Looking at you, I just can't believe that that's true. Uh, she came from humble upbringings to build a business that many people don't think about until crisis happens. And we want to welcome Denise Kraft of Craft Lifestyle Management. Welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me. And I love the way you put that. That was very good <laughs> wording. We like so, to suck up to the guests oh, early on. Indeed. Yes, yes. You know, John, we get a lot of questions from clients about aging parents, long-term care costs, uh, you know, preparing for future downsizing, um, whether it be transitioning to assisted living or maybe just some uh, full-time care facilities, but there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into doing those types of things. Yeah, that is absolutely true. It is, it is a job. It's almost like a full-time job. Would you say, it would is, you agree, Denise? It's totally a full-time job, let me tell you. Uh, but what another dimension that everyone forgets to think about is that the parents, the patriarch, matriarch of the family, they don't need to think about this yet. They're not ready. It's not time <laughs> telling the kids, leave us alone when they're actually not even capable to survive on their own in their home. Right. So right. It, you got to get over that hurdle to begin with. Yeah. And we help with that. Good. And we'll get into that more a little okay. bit later, but first we want to know more about you. Oh. So Brent, uh, kick us off here. Oh. No, or am I going to kick it? I'll oh. kick us off. How okay. about this? Because I see Denise that you are from, I shouldn't point, you can't see that out there, but I'm pointing at Denise. It's very rude. Uh, you are from where I am, very near where I'm from. I'm from North Bend. You're an Arlingtonian, yes. Arlington, Arlington, Nebraska. Yes. Yeah. So uh, tell us about growing up in Arlington, Nebraska. So uh, we moved out there when I was really, really young. Eight. Oh, no, that was on five. And my father was a heavy equipment mechanic. We bought 80 acres with a ton of work that needed to be done on it. So he worked outside the home and uh, we just grew up in small town Arlington and loved it. And then uh, the day I graduated, well, I moved out. So there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice to see you. Your dad was a heavy equipment heavy mechanic. And he had an unfortunate accident. True. So in 1964, he was ran over by a nine ton loader in the gas caverns. That's where he was working. And then they had to drive it back off of him. And okay, oh, fun my. story. Oh, what? Oh, Terrible. my. And he's still alive. And he is got metal rods in all of his toes and up his ankles and in his back. And but his the Energizer Bunny. So he taught me security my security loves him. Uh, we, yeah, oh, those are stories. <laughs> so um, that's where our work ethic came from. So it's just you did it. You made it right. You made it work. And you were honest about now, it. What was his promise to himself if he survived that accident? Oh, straight up. So we um, I my mom was pregnant with me at this time. And in 1964, he said that he would buy a boat if he got out of the hospital. And he bought a boat and he still has it to this day, <laughs> spit shine, shiny. So I learned to water ski on the Missouri River. 
Yeah. True oh, story. nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Did you run into any logs or? <laughs> well, you know, you have to learn how to run the river and we knew how to run it, but you also did not go after a storm. Duh. Yeah. Right. That, <laughs> right. Does, that does make sense. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. uh, it, so what was money like growing up for you in that, uh, that situation, especially after your father gets oh, run over he, by a nine ton loader. That's so amazing to survive. He straight up went back to work. He was never one moment of disability. Really? Straight up. Never, ever had one wow. moment of disability. Still is working. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a whole nother topic. That's a different era. Oh. You know, my, fa my father uh, once shot a nail gun into his hand and pulled it out with pliers and kept working. That's well. exactly so right. He different was, era. He just went back <laughs> right. and never thought of living any other way. I have a paper cut and I need to pause for oh. a minute. I'm just, no, <laughs> anyway. Oh, so true. Okay, so. Well, tell us about some of the other early jobs that you did growing up, you know. Okay, so there was not money when we grew up. Like if um, I tried out for cheerleader, but that was, you know, it was like, yay, I made it. And then my mother's words were, how are you going to pay for it? So I walked beans. I painted houses with three other guys. I have to interject. Bean walkers. Did bean you, walkers. Did you use a corn knife? A corn knife. Who wouldn't how use a corn knife? Were you a hoe person? I was a corn knife person. <laughs> I, I wasn't the Brent, hoe. A hoe, a hoe is an implement yes. for garden use. Yeah, but you know that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. No. I was referring to the episode where you used to use a corn knife. Yes. yes. How many scars do you want to see? Because I started walking beans when I was 11. And, yeah. you know, I'm not really tall. So it was. That would complicate yeah, things. My, yeah. Pig, yeah. Pigweed was my nickname. <laughs> Straight up. Okay. So walked beans, painted houses, raised veal calves so I could go to work at 3 a.m. and then get back in time to go to school and go cheerleading practice or whatever. But there was a promising end to that, as we have discussed, is your parents, my parents, really did not know when I was coming or going. I had clothes properly prepared and mom would say are you just getting home and i'm like no i'm just going to work <laughs> and it worked out really you know capitalized on every situation right <laughs> i i don't know that we need to dig deeper in that no, no, no arlington no. small town lots of fields oh yeah Pick absolutely ups. i i we grew up in basically the same town yes so, yeah uh, although we didn't have the county fairgrounds in our no we were town. too cool we had them yeah i know i know uh uh, so at the veal calf farm, that sounds like a lot of work. Oh my gosh. It was so hard. We, I did the medications, the feeding, the bulk tank. There was 400 calves. Yeah. It was huge. Hmm. So it took hours mm -hmm. yep. twice a day. And every one of them was super happy. The cows, <laughs> the cows. And, <laughs> until when? Well, I know. And, and so for all those folks out there that are going to strike me, um, I pretended like I didn't know where they went and I had no choice because it paid well to pay for gas, mm -hmm. cheerleading, mm -hmm. camps, right. life. It was what I had to do. There's that work ethic. Sure. Right. True. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And now you're graduated from high school and it's time to move to the big city of Omaha. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, I understand you live with a friend. Yes. Okay. Yes. And tell us Chrissy. a little bit. Of, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so we were dirt poor, working multiple jobs, um, making our ends meet, um, school, the whole thing. 
And um, we had a philosophy. If any guy asked you out, <laughs> you <laughs> had to go. And you had to order appetizers, <laughs> dinner, and dessert, and you had to bring home all the leftovers. <laughs> that is that is true. My little Chevette, we, my brakes didn't work. I used my emergency brake to stop a lot. <laughs> I, I'm not making this up. You can't make it. No, up. You Chrissy, can't make this up. Little no. Volkswagen where we had to scrape the inside of the windshield because the defroster thing didn't work. <laughs> but by God, we went on those dates. <laughs> there was a story about a, someone coming over to repair cable. Oh my gosh. And, uh, okay. So the, the cable company, we'll leave the name out. Of course, it was a long time ago. He came over and he had asked me out and I was looking at the cable guy and behind him was my friend and she is nodding her head and pointing at me. You are going. And I'm like, <laughs> so I did. And I came home and he goes, wow, you eat a lot. And I go, I know I'm just starving. And I took <laughs> all of this home and she was waiting for me at the door and we had days of food. Wow. It worked out well. This Again. may explain some of uh, the dating yeah. <laughs> lack of success that a lot of men have. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, of course. No, 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 right. no neither no. one of us. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Denise, I mentioned we we have quite a bit in common. My father was a longtime truck driver, and I know you have some experience yes. in the trucking industry. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So, my dad, as a heavy equipment mechanic, worked for Natkin and Company that is no longer there, and he started a truck shop, and he wanted me to help him in it right out of school. And I did it out of obligation, feeling it was the right thing and um, getting paid $75 a week before taxes. Nice. Right. I was nice. rocking it with <laughs> find a date for food. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll date for food. Yeah. 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 So um, I did that. And then I worked as a waitress and a bartender and whatever it took why I was getting all my certifications in the exercise and health and wellness world, which let me into my company right now. That was it. Gotcha. And you, uh, you did some management of these. Correct? Well, it was a truck repair shop. Truck so, repair. Okay. Gotcha. You know, so, the, you know, the walking beams, the trash trucks, the mm -hmm. alignments, the springs, all of it. So at a very young age, you're managing 17 years old, managing middle-aged men. Yes. Super productive in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they listen to you well. Okay. No. Right. So, but it was good. They, it was really fine. Did you, did you learn anything from that experience and trying to, is it more like herding cats, managing middle-aged men at 18 or whatever? It was more like herding lumberjacks that wanted to dig their heels in the ground and would not listen to anyone else. We need to be careful about this conversation. Penny and Karen may be, uh, you know, <laughs> are they in. getting into the lumberjack business? Yeah. Oh, man, oh no. Gotcha. Middle-aged men. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a tough, you know, it was that blue collar world. It was a different world, but I learned how to mold into that, which got done what needed to be done for all, for the repairs, for the marketing, for the driving, for the whatever needed to be done. You just had that eye of the tiger. That was the big song in 82 oh, for you, you, you folks out there. Uh, Survivor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Rocky. Yeah. Love yeah. Rocky. Yeah. 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 So now you, you always were kind of passionate about fitness and you got into that, opened up your own studio at yeah. 168th and center. Before there was anything there. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a field um, with one little strip mall. So I um, 
got all my training certification. Um, and it was interesting. I have had many geriatric certifications. Hmm. So I was teaching um, water fitness, nutrition, um, land. We called them land and water. Just keep them all separate. And then I opened um, Miller's adult education program. They asked me, they came and found me. And so I started their program, which led me to open because it was just Miller South and Miller North at that time mm-hmm. to open up um, a studio for land. Cause I was doing water nutrition and there wasn't a real good place to do land. So I had my, I'm like, Oh, why don't I just do it there? It's so close. So I had a great clientele, but I was single. I, um, I bought my own boat because that's what you do. <laughs> so um, I might've lived in my studio quite a bit, but by golly, I had a blazer and a boat and a slip at Dodge park. Mm-hmm. So there were priorities. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you weren't exactly putting a lot of money aside for the future. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, Mr. Wealth Management. Yes, well, planners. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so would be a good time to 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 put in that. <laughs> Bit of a late start is what I'm hearing. Okay, that's but fine. You had that's a lot fun. of fun. That's right. That's what your teen years, your late yeah. teen years are for, your early 20s. Well, yeah. by the time I was 21, I owned my own home. I owned a boat and I owned yeah, so a So you were doing something. Yeah. I, oh, I was planning. Mm-hmm. I was planning. Put renters <laughs> Plan- in my house. Planning for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I was smart. Uh, put renters in my house when I decided that I could make more money having them in there. So you lived in the studio kind of and re- rented out your house. That's good. Right. You unofficially right. lived in the studio. Uh, yeah, okay. I never did. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about how lifestyle management now turns into craft lifestyle management with a fit of fitness focus that turns now. How did that kind of start? Okay. So way back. So I had my studio and one of my gals, one of my clients needed help um, with her mother, uh, moving her mother out. And I had a lot of energy and I knew I could pack boxes. She goes, could you help me just do this? I'm like, sure. So I went in flew through, we packed up the house, it was stuff, and didn't think anything of it. Then she told her friend and that one was, oh my gosh, I thought it was going to be sick to my stomach. There was so much fighting, <laughs> siblings fighting, fighting, fighting. It was all money related. You know, that, that was tends to happen. Every, yes. When they tell me, oh no, there's not going to be any family fighting. My first question is, is how many other siblings are there? And if there's more than one, like if they're a single child, there isn't going to be any family fighting, (laughs) but when you get to two or more, there always is. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, back to the topic there, I helped them, but it was so much more challenging. So I decided there's something here. And then I proceeded that same pattern because I had a great following in my fitness business. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started putting that out there. And then I started thinking uh, I would take mediation classes, which were (laughs) (laughs) good idea. (laughs) Law related. Okay. For those that don't even know who Charlie Brown's mother or school teacher were, that is what it was. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, my squirrels are flying all over. I can't even sit still here. So then that's when I started looking at, oh, I will hire an attorney to help with this mm-hmm. or, or the financial planner or the realtor or, or look at the community. So it mm-hmm. just started morphing into its own I just kept paying attention to what the clients needed. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break, but when we get back, Denise is going to share her mantra with us about self, surrounding, and spirit. Excuse me. Yeah, you. 
Thanks so much for listening to Financial Flight Academy. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, you can find us at SoarWealthStrategies.com. And all of our social media platforms are listed in the show notes. And we're back from break with Denise Kraft with Kraft Lifestyle Management. Now, Denise, let's talk about your mantra and how you kind of came came up with that and how that really surrounds what you really your passion is. Okay, so one thing that I need to put out there is we focus on hoarding. I do not like to call it hoarding. It is um, excessive treasures is our little word for it. And anybody can have those tendencies, but it always comes from a dis-ease inside their soul. That's all there is to it. Um, I'm not clinical. I'm not going to say it's de depression or whatever. So it's a dis-ease inside of their soul. So you need balance in your life. We all need balance. And the main focus we always hear is work life. But but is that really everything? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you sleeping? What is balance for you? What is balance for yourself? Is that taking care of yourself? If you've had an accident and your life has changed, how can you help yourself to feel better? And that also falls into your surroundings. And as we age, um, yourself becomes weaker. That's is just the best analogy to show share with you. Your yourself becomes weaker. You're not able to do as much. You're not able to remember as much. Um, your cognitive does decline. So that's yourself. Your surroundings. It's hard to get around house, little house, farm, whatever. It's just too much, which then starts making you have the paralysis of just shutting down. Mm -hmm. And then your spirit, if your spirit is broken in any way, and I'm not just saying faith-based, you know, it is your spirit of your faith, your own beliefs, your, your energy, your divine intervention. If your spirit is broken and you just don't have it anymore. All of that is out of whack. And you can hoard on yourself the same way you can hoard around your surroundings. And it's all from that dis-ease inside your soul. So we find balance for every client. This is what we go off of. What is their balance? What do they need for their self? a higher level of care, mm -hmm. transition to a different um, home. Um, what is their financial world to make mm -hmm. that happen? The surroundings is where we're transitioning or how we're making that happen. And we will focus on their self and we can make it happen. And John, that's when she said transitioning, we talk about some of the things we help clients with is that's helping prepare for that unexpected. Right. Because, we, you know, it's it's never going to happen to any of us. Right. Right. <laughs> That's always the attitude. Uh, and, and so what we try to do, we talk a lot about preparing for the unexpected. Uh, you never know when the, disability is one of the biggest things that happens to people as they get older. And it can be from a myriad of things. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe it's just a car accident, something like that. And so we always want to prepare for these unexpected things. Now, we just look at the facts on long term care. And uh, things like that, Brent, we know that if you're a female, uh, the chances are you're going to be in a long-term care facility longer than a male. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you know, there are a lot of stats out there. If you're, if you reach age 80, you know, about a 30% chance you might end up in a long-term care situation for women, for men, it's about a 25% chance. And a lot of times we'll hear the men say, I've got a plan. Mm -hmm. This gets a little morbid mm -hmm. and they'll say, I own a gun. 
And then my smart aleck response is, okay, if you screw it up, is she going to be courageous enough to finish you off? So then we can have a real conversation about how are we actually going to plan for this? Uh, I also, so, I also think about those um, unpaid caregivers out there. Oh yeah. And you know, those folks that are trying to help mom and dad, aunt and uncle um, and the burden that, that that goes on to them and someone like yourself can come in and be that yes. voice of reason. And we are doing that actually today. It is a stepdaughter, which they don't even call it stepmom or dad because they were later in life married. And the daughter of the dad is trying to take care of his wife. Mm -hmm. And we just had this exact discussion just because the patriarch thinks he can handle it. He's not handling it because he's calling you every time he turns right. around. Right. So let's look at their financial picture. Have they planned? And most people live in their biggest asset. Correct. So so that's where we're like, we need to look at what that's that their house sprint. That's yes. That's <laughs> their house. Yeah. So yes. All right. Go ahead. Or a tent. Yeah. Being paced. Right. Not, yeah. not, yeah. not their boat. So, not their boat. Not their boat. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's or, another. Or thing. their studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's exactly right. And they haven't planned though. I'm hoping that things like this and the services you provide literally help teach as long, uh, along with look, you have this amount of money, it should go here. It's that's what we try to do every single day is teach to plan accordingly and get to their financial advisors. Right. Right. Because the cost of oh. when you talk about assisted living facilities, you know, over $4,000 a month or full blown long-term care. Right. Yeah. $10,000 $10, a month. Can I yep. throw a story in? That's yeah, happening? absolutely. Literally. Please do. I, I love story time because that's all of my, that's the way I operate. I'm not numbers like you guys. I don't even look at numbers. Right. So as Brent, he really knows I don't look at numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have a client right now that was in a long-term care. Literally, this is happening at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, in long-term care at $9,800 a month, mm -hmm. there are six siblings, all local, and, and I'm going to let you know, this is not in Omaha. Okay. okay. So everybody doesn't have to start looking at their neighbor. Right. <laughs> okay. Straight up. Don't look at your neighbor. They're not here. So um, the family was going in to take care of dad because they had him in this care community, but they were spending about 18 hours a day with him, all of them taking turns. And they were all dipping into their own money to pay for his care. Oh, wow. And I always say, don't do that because you were going to have a rainy day. You are going to need right. to have your own financial work. Oh gosh, stop this. So we went in and my company did an assessment to get an idea. We were able to bring a hospice client company in. He did qualify. We went and rearranged one of the homes of the children. He is there. And then he is now not having to, well, the kids are not having to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. And he is feeling much better about it because he he was figuring it out because his body was giving out before his mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what they have to do now. Maybe they could have planned differently. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Denise, tell me what, you know, I, I we've all had family members go through something like this. When is it time to call Denise? What's a, give me a, a situation. So if you look at my website, big old, be in charge, not in crisis. That is, oh, for the love of Pete, if everybody 
plant and we're in charge, these souls that are going into the nursing homes would have a little more say. So you have to be in charge. So you're not in crisis. We always get the call at crisis. Mm-hmm. We, we they're in the hospital. They have fallen. Um, oh, oh, my special needs adult brother uh, has been in the house 65 years old with mom mom died in the home. I didn't find out about it for 18 hours later. And so we have to place this adult son, but mom and dad who had passed 10 years ago, never did a moment of planning. Mm -hmm. So um, example after example of, I would love if they would call prior so we can get the right people involved and have the plan. Mm -hmm. But once they get a hold of us, we can manage every single transition that comes our way, 34 years. Denise, there's something unique about your business I want you to touch on. And you always talk about not being a referral service. Can you touch on that? Oh, well, thank you. I would love to. (laughs) So, So again, I've been in business for over three decades and the referral services were not a thing. And I had never marketed either because I didn't need to. It was all 100% word of mouth. So there are now for the last eight to 10 years, referral companies everywhere. I'm not going to say any names, but you can go look for a community and a resource will pop up. Mm -hmm. How that referral company gets paid is they have contracts with the the homes, the nursing, the communities, long-term care, assisted, independent, doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. memory care. And it usually is approximately one month of care is what that referral company gets paid. Mm -hmm. So the referral company will love you up and take you to the locations, the communities that they have contracts. You might have enough to get through a year private pay at this certain level, but then what happens after that? Mm-hmm. We are private pay hourly. We we take all of your information. We can funnel it down to geographical, um, and that is with whoever is the family members in charge, not just because dad has lived in this neighborhood for 50 years. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So it's geographical, financial, level of care and continuum of care. So we do not have to transition that soul ever again out of the community. Wow. Maybe from an assisted to a higher level of care is the only transition. I want to be honest about that, that they might need to go into long-term care Mm -hmm. from assisted. Okay. And you are legal Medicaid spend down business, correct? Yes. So whatever you pay to us, we document, we even prepare your home and all of that preparation is documented. It is, we, we do not do it alone. We make you make you get an elder care attorney specializing in Medicaid planning. Sure. And then we give all those documents. We work with the realtor of your choice, but we also have a bajillion depending on what what the property is. And then they take that, they do their planning and we get the snapshot. So we know that we are moving them where they need to be one time. Sounds like that process pretty buttoned up. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So how do people get in contact with you, Denise? What's the best way? Um, they can call. They can go to our website. There is What is your website? Craft 
lifestylemgt.com. I think I've been there once. No. <laughs> and um, they can fill out a form. Way to sell it, Denise. I know. <laughs> Terrible at the IT. Boy, you should ask my entire team and my son. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you can go that way. Um, yeah, there's a place to fill out a form right on there. Craft okay. lifestylemgt.com. And, and you can look at our show notes as well. Oh, you guys are cool. Well, you know, we have, we have people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, we have people. Well, a big thank you to Denise Craft of Craft Lifestyle Management. You know, preparing for the unexpected is something that we discuss here, John, with obviously all All the time. And uh, so long-term care insurance, potentially a way to prepare for that. We talk about, is that affordable? Uh, Is that something you should even mess with? And a lot of times we'll tell you, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense. Right. Maybe you can self-insure. So if you want more information about that, you can contact us here at Soar Wealth Strategies. Our website, Denise, <laughs> is soarwealthstrategies.com. We like to keep it pretty simple. <laughs> or you can call us here at the office, 531-867-3400, or send us a message there at the website. So All right. thank you for joining us. It was great. Thank you for having me. Pretty good for somebody from Arlington. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The house is from North Bend. Okay. (laughs) Well, and on that note, we're going to (laughs) brawl. All right. We're going to get out of here now. Thank you very much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Financial Flight Academy. Thank you for listening to the Financial Flight Academy podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at SoarWealthStrategies.com or give us a call at 531-867-3400. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Soar Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor.